Definitions and clinical features. Core symptoms. Whereas feelings describe a short-lived emotional experience, mood refers to a patient's sustained, subjectively experienced emotional state over a period of time. Patients may describe a depressed mood in a number of ways, such as feeling sad, dejected, despondent, down in the dumps, miserable, low in spirits or, heavy-hearted. They are unable to just lift themselves out of this mood and its severity is often out of proportion to the stressors in their surrounding social environment. Hints and tips. At least two weeks of daily low mood, loss of interest or pleasure, and fatigability are the three core symptoms of depression. The term affect has two uses in psychiatry. It can be used synonymously with mood or emotion, as in the affective mood disorders. However, it is most often used to describe the transient natural fluctuations of emotional state that occur from moment to moment. For example, you might notice a patient is tearful when discussing the death of their mother but smiles when discussing their holiday plans. The range and appropriateness of a patient's affect is documented as part of the mental state exam. People with depression may have a reduced range of affect, with a monotonous voice and minimal facial expression, see. The International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems, 10th edition, ICD-10, classification system specifies three core symptoms of depression. Depressed mood, which varies little from day to day and is unresponsive to circumstances, although diurnal variation may be present, with mood worse in the mornings. Markedly reduced interest in almost all activities, associated with the loss of ability to derive pleasure from activities that were formerly enjoyed, partial or complete anhedonia. Lack of energy or increased fatigability on minimal exertion leading to diminished activity, anergia. A range of other symptoms are also associated with a depressive episode. They can be considered under the subheadings biological, cognitive and psychotic symptoms. Hints and tips. Remember the distinction between the terms, mood, and, effect, they are not the same. One way to remember the difference is that mood is like the climate and effect like the weather. Hints and tips. Know the biological symptoms of depression. They are often asked for in exams. The key ones relate to sleep and appetite. Biological, somatic, symptoms. In the past, psychiatrists distinguished between endogenous or reactive depression. Endogenous depression, also called somatic, melancholic, vital or biological depression, was assumed to occur in the absence of an external environmental cause and have a biological, clinical picture. This is opposed to so-called reactive or neurotic depression where it is assumed that the patient is, to some degree, understandably depressed, reacting to adverse psychosocial circumstances. However, most depression is a mixture of the two, and an understandable depression does not require any less treatment than a spontaneous depression. Biological symptoms are still important to inquire about as, if present, they suggest a more severe depression. However, they are no longer viewed as providing information on etiology. Early morning wakening. Although patients may get off to sleep at their normal time, they wake at least two hour sores earlier than they would usually, and then find it impossible to get back to sleep again. Further disturbances of sleep in depression include difficulty falling asleep, initial insomnia, frequent awakening during the night and excessive sleeping, hypersomnia. Although all of these contribute to the diagnosis of depression, only early morning wakening is a biological symptom. Depression worse in the morning. Diurnal variation of mood means that a patient's abnormal mood is more pronounced at a specific time of day. A depressive mood consistently and specifically worse in the morning is an important biological symptom. Marked loss of appetite with weight loss. Although some depressed patients have an increased appetite and turn to comfort eating, only a dramatic reduction in appetite with weight loss, 5% of body weight in last month, is regarded as a biological symptom. Note that the reversed biological features of overeating and oversleeping are sometimes referred to as atypical depressive symptoms. Psychomotor retardation or agitation. The term, psychomotor, is used to describe a patient's motor activity as a consequence of their concurrent mental processes. Psychomotor changes in depression can include retardation, slow, monotonous speech, 
Long pauses before answering questions, or muteness. Leaden body movements and limited facial expression, i.e. blunted affect, or conversely, agitation, inability to sit still, fidgeting, pacing or hand-wringing, rubbing or scratching skin or clothes. Note that psychomotor changes must be severe enough to be observable by others, not just the subjective experience of the patient. Loss of libido. Sensitive questioning will often reveal a reduction in sex drive that may lead to guilt when the sufferer feels unable to satisfy their partner. Cognitive symptoms. Cognition has two meanings in psychiatry. It refers broadly to brain processing functions, e.g. concentrating, learning, making decisions, and also more specifically to the thoughts patients have about themselves and the world, which are conclusions arrived at by cognition, e.g. I failed my maths exam, therefore I will fail all exams. C. Reduced concentration and memory. Depressed patients report difficulty in sustaining attention while doing previously manageable tasks. They often appear easily distracted and may complain of memory difficulties. They may feel indecisive. Communication. Questions about concentration can include asking if they can follow their favorite TV program or read a novel. Poor self-esteem. Self-esteem includes the interrelated concepts of personal efficacy and personal worth. Depressed patients may have thoughts that they are no longer competent to meet life's challenges and that they are no longer worthy of happiness and the healthy assertion of their needs. Guilt. Depressed patients often have guilty preoccupations about minor past failings. This guilt is often inappropriate and out of proportion to the original offense. Patients often have guilty thoughts about the very act of developing the depressed mood itself. Hopelessness. Depressed patients can have bleak and pessimistic views of the future, believing that there is no way out of their current situation. Suicide or self-harm. Depressed patients frequently have thoughts of death and harming themselves. In severe cases suicidal ideation may lead to an actual suicide attempt. At these times, patients may believe that they are faced with insurmountable difficulties or are trying to escape a relentlessly painful emotional state. Self-harm and suicide are discussed fully in. Red flag. Risk needs to be assessed in every patient. During an assessment, the subject can be broached by saying that it is common for people who are depressed to feel that life is not worth living and asking the patient if this has occurred to them. Suicidality can then be formally assessed as discussed in. Psychotic symptoms. In severe depressive episodes, patients may suffer from delusions, hallucinations or a depressive stupor. These are termed psychotic symptoms, see. Delusions and hallucinations can be classified as mood congruent or mood incongruent, which describes whether the content of the psychotic symptoms is consistent with the patient's mood. Delusions and hallucinations in depression are generally mood congruent and so may involve an irrational conviction of guilt or sin or the belief that parts of the body are dead or wasting away. Hallucinations may take the form of accusatory or defamatory voices criticizing the patient in the second person, auditory hallucination, or the smell of rotting flesh, olfactory hallucination. In severe episodes, psychomotor retardation may progress to the point of unresponsiveness, lack of voluntary movement, akinesis, and near or total mutism. Severe motor symptoms are probably more common in schizophrenia and bipolar affective disorder, but they can and do occur in unipolar depression. Differential diagnosis. Careful history taking and examination should reveal whether the patient presenting with low mood is suffering from a primary mood disorder, or whether their depression is secondary to a medical condition, psychoactive substance or other psychiatric condition. Presents the differential diagnosis. An algorithm for the diagnosis of mood disorders is presented on. Box 11.1. Differential diagnosis OFLOWMOOD. Mood disorders. Depressive episode. Recurrent depressive disorder. Dysthymia. Bipolar affective disorder. Cyclothymia. Schizoaffective disorder. Secondary to a general medical condition. Secondary to psychoactive substance use, including alcohol. Secondary to other psychiatric disorders. Psychotic disorders. Anxiety disorders. Adjustment disorder, including bereavement. Eating disorders. Personality disorders. 
neurodevelopmental disorders, autism or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, delirium, dementia, mood, affective, disorders, depressive episode. The ICD-10 Howerses set out certain diagnostic guidelines for diagnosing a depressive episode, C. The minimum duration of the episode is two weeks and at least two of the three symptoms of depressed mood, loss of interest or pleasure and increased fatigability should be present. A depressive episode can be graded mild, moderate or severe depending on the number and severity of symptoms and degree of functional impairment. A depressive episode occurring with hallucinations, delusions or a depressive stupor is always coded as severe with psychotic features. Box 11.2. ICD-10 Criteria for Depressive Episode. Depressive Episode. Symptoms should be present for at least two weeks. At least two of the following core symptoms. Depressed mood. Loss of interest and enjoyment. Reduced energy or increased fatigability. A-N-D. Some of the following. Disturbed sleep. Diminished appetite. Psychomotor retardation or agitation. Reduced concentration and attention. Reduced self-esteem and self-confidence. Ideas of guilt. Bleak and pessimistic views of the future. Ideas or acts of self-harm or suicide. Severity. Mild. Some difficulty in continuing with normal activities. Moderate. Considerable difficulty in continuing normal activities but still able to function in some domains. Severe. Unable to continue normal activities. Severe with psychotic symptoms, in cases with delusions or hallucinations. Recurrent depressive disorder. Around 80% of patients who have an episode of depression will go on to have more episodes, the lifetime average is 5. Recurrent depressive disorder is diagnosed when a patient has another depressive episode after their first. Dysthymia. This is a chronically depressed mood, lasting at least two years, that usually has its onset in early adulthood and may remain throughout the patient's life, with variable periods of wellness in between. The patient's mood is seldom severe enough to satisfy the formal criteria for a depressive episode and does not present with discrete episodes as in recurrent depressive disorder. Sometimes dysthymia has its onset in later adult life often after a discrete depressive episode, and is associated with bereavement or some other serious stress. Note that patients may develop a depressive episode on a baseline mood of dysthymia, so-called, double depression. Bipolar affective disorder, cyclothymia. Unipolar depression means that the patient's mood varies between depressed and normal. When patients suffer from episodes of either depressed or elated mood, often, but not always, punctuated by periods of normal mood, the disorder is termed bipolar, as the mood is considered to deviate from normal to either a depressed or elated, manic, pull. When this instability of mood involves only mild elation and mild depression it is termed cyclothymia. Bipolar illness and cyclothymia are discussed in schizoaffective disorder. A diagnosis of schizoaffective disorder can be made when patients present with both mood, depression or mania, symptoms and schizophrenic symptoms within the same episode of illness. It is important that these symptoms occur simultaneously, or at least within a few days of each other. Common pitfalls. Schizoaffective disorder is a difficult diagnosis to establish, as it is not uncommon to have psychotic symptoms in a severe episode of depression, depressive episode with psychotic features, likewise, depressive symptoms often occur in patients with schizophrenia. Schizoaffective disorder is discussed in more detail in anxiety disorders. Many anxiety disorders are associated with a degree of low mood, because of their unpleasant and pervasive effects. If the low mood is severe enough to meet criteria for depression, this should be diagnosed and treated first. C. Adjustment disorder. Low mood may be one of several symptoms that appear when a patient has had to adapt to a significant change in life, e.g. divorce, retirement, bereavement. If the symptoms are not severe enough to be diagnosed as depression but are clearly related to a stressful life event, an adjustment disorder can be diagnosed. C. Eating disorder. Eating disorders where nutrition is inadequate to maintain body weight are often associated with symptoms of starvation such as low mood, low energy and poor concentration. C. 
Personality, Neurodevelopmental Disorders. Patients with disorders of personality, see, often report features similar to depression, e.g. low self-esteem and autism spectrum disorders, feelings of hopelessness and thoughts of self-harm and suicide in emotionally unstable personality disorder. However, personality and neurodevelopmental disorders involve stable and enduring behavior patterns, unlike the more discrete episodes of a depressive disorder, which are characterized by a distinct, demarcated deterioration in psychosocial functioning. Delirium, dementia. Low mood, apathy and hypersomnia in an older adult can be a presentation of hypoactive delirium. Depression can cause marked cognitive impairment, but if it persists for more than a few months beyond the remission of low mood, dementia may be the underlying diagnosis. C. Depression secondary to general medical disorders, or to psychoactive substances. Many general medical conditions are associated with an increased risk for depression. In some cases, this may be due to a direct depressant effect on the brain. However, any condition that causes prolonged suffering is a risk factor for depression, e.g. chronic pain. Table 11.1. General medical conditions associated with low mood. Both prescribed and illicit drugs can be etiologically responsible for symptoms of depression. Remember that alcohol is the psychoactive substance that is probably most associated with substance-induced depression. Table 11.2. Prescribed drugs causing low mood. Assessment. History. The following questions might be helpful in eliciting the key symptoms of depression. Core symptoms. Have you been cheerful or quite low in mood or spirits lately? Do you find that you no longer enjoy things the way you used to? Do you find yourself often feeling very tired or worn out? Biological symptoms. Do you find your mood is worse in the mornings or evenings? What time did you wake up before your mood became low? What time do you wake up now? Has anyone mentioned you seem slowed up or restless? Sometimes when people are depressed they have a poor sex drive. Has this happened to you? Cognitive symptoms. How do you see things turning out in the future? Do you ever feel that life's not worth living? Are you able to concentrate on your favorite TV program? Psychotic symptoms. Do you hear people say bad things about you when there's no one there? Do you smell anything unpleasant which is hard to explain? Do you feel your body is healthy? A collateral history from the patient's family, partner, carer, community psychiatric nurse, or general practitioner, GP, is often helpful. Examination. A basic physical examination, including a thorough neurological and endocrine system examination, should be performed on all patients with depression. Investigations. Investigations are performed to 1. Exclude possible medical or substance-related causes of depression. 2. Establish baseline values before administering treatment that may alter blood chemistry, e.g. antidepressants may cause hyponatremia, lithium may cause hypothyroidism. 3. Assess renal and liver functioning, which may affect the elimination of medication and, 4, screen for the physical consequences of neglect, such as malnutrition. Full blood count. Check for anemia, low hemoglobin, infection, raised white count, and a high mean cell volume, a marker of high alcohol intake. Urea and electrolytes, hyponatremia, renal function, liver function tests and gamma-glutamyl transpeptidase, also a marker for high alcohol intake. Thyroid function tests, hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism, and calcium, hypercalcemia. If indicated. C-reactive protein or erythrocyte sedimentation rate, if infection or inflammatory disease suspected. Vitamin B12 and folate, if deficiencies suspected. Urine drug screen, if drug use is suspected. Electrocardiogram should be done in patients with cardiac problems as tricyclic antidepressants and lithium may prolong the QT interval and have the potential to cause lethal ventricular arrhythmia. Electroencephalogram, if epileptic focus or other intracranial pathology is suspected. Computed tomography brain scan, if evidence of neurological or cognitive deficit. Discussion of case study. Mrs. LM meets the criteria for a depressive episode, at least moderate in severity. She has had both core symptoms of depression for longer than two weeks, 
depressed mood and loss of interest. She also has biological symptoms of fatigability, early morning awakening and loss of libido. The GP has also elicited cognitive symptoms of feelings of incompetence, reduced self-esteem, and guilt and possible thoughts of self-harm. As this is a first episode, the diagnosis of recurrent depressive disorder is not appropriate. Dysthymia is not a suitable diagnosis as the period of low mood is far too short, the severity of the present episode too great and the deterioration in functioning too marked. There appear to be no instances of elated mood or increased energy, excluding a diagnosis of bipolar affective disorder or cyclothymia. In order to grade the severity of the depression it would be useful to inquire about all the biological, cognitive and psychotic components of depression, and to ask about functional impairment. Assessing Mrs. LM's ability to care for her young children is crucial and is likely to require a collateral history from her husband with consideration of referral to social work if there are significant concerns. In all cases of suspected depression it is imperative to inquire about thoughts and or plans of suicide or self-harm, see for a full discussion. It is also important to rule out secondary causes of depression, these include general medical conditions, and other psychiatric conditions. Mrs. LM admitted to using increased quantities of alcohol subsequent to the onset of her low mood. Advising her to abstain from alcohol is an important first step in managing her mood. Patients often use alcohol as a form of self-medication to alleviate feelings of dysphoria. However, alcohol can aggravate and in some cases even cause depressive symptoms. Mrs. LM's use of oral contraception long before the onset of her depressive symptoms suggests that it is unlikely that this prescribed drug is causing her depression. Now go on to, to read about the mood disorders and their management. Chapter Summary A depressive episode is a sustained period of low mood, at least two weeks, associated with loss of interest or pleasure, fatigue and functional impairment. A depressive episode can be associated with impaired cognition and or psychotic symptoms. The key differential diagnoses for a depressive episode are a substance use disorder, anxiety disorder, or personality disorder. When assessing someone for depression, ask about the four domains of core symptoms, biological symptoms, cognitive symptoms and psychotic symptoms. When assessing someone for depression, always ask about suicidal thoughts. 